speaking today on the spiritual realm is more real than any physical thing that we can touch or feel. You see, wood rots, material frays, steel rusts. Everything on this earth has a time span. A time span means there's a beginning and an end. Everything on this earth has a time span, which ends in death. But the spiritual realm is eternal; it lasts forever, and we are spirit beings that live in a physical body that also has to die. We have a beginning when we are born, but we have no end. Only our body has an end. Therefore, it is of extreme importance that we know where we go when our body dies, and a choice is either to heaven or to hell. You see, many many things on this earth are influenced from the spirit realm. When man eats of the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil, we allowed sin and evil to enter into the world. Therefore, sickness is influenced from the spirit realm of hell. Evil spirits come from hell. Problems, these fears, phobias, fears of heights, fears of the dark. All these fears are from hell. Anger is from hell. They are influenced from hell, but then God in heaven, and God also influences the world when we pray. He made us in His own image and gave us authority. That means that God wants us to pray for Him to answer. Therefore, healing comes from heaven. Love comes from heaven. Joy comes from heaven. Peace comes from heaven. So here we have heaven up there. We have hell down there, and man is here on planet Earth that revolves on itself round the Earth, giving days and weeks and months and years the time span, all measured by the clock. And we are in this time span. You can call the world the small racing wheel that revolves around the sun. And above the world is the influence of the greatness of heaven, and underneath the earth is the influence of hell. Now, if we stand aside from the earth just for a moment, we will realize that sin. Is the way to hell, and the cross is the way to heaven. We have to come to the cross. We have to accept what Jesus did for us on the cross, and receive Him as Lord and Savior, before we are reborn into eternity, into the eternal realm of heaven, which God has destined for us. For He made us in. His image to have fellowship with Him in heaven, 
this is God's plan for us. But we have to live this life on earth first because we have to choose. Because he loves us so much, he's given us free choice. So we have to choose while we are on earth where we are going. And so basically our time on earth is our school, our training for eternity, our preparation for eternity. You see, everything on life is preparation for the next. The child is born, then he has to learn to crawl. Crawling is preparation for walking. Walking is preparation for running. Then he has to learn to speak. Then he has to go to kindergarten and then school. School prepares for university. University prepares us for our job in life. People get married, they have children, they grow old. And then we are pre- pre- all of this prepares us for eternity. And God gives many things in nature that shows us this uh, uh, a caterpillar will go into a cocoon as a worm. And then he'll come out as a butterfly. And death is likened to that cocoon. As a worm or a caterpillar, the caterpillar can only crawl up the trees and over the leaves and will eat the leaves. Then he'll go inside his cocoon for a time. But then, then he re-resurrects as a beautiful butterfly, full of colour, flying. It's so beautiful. There's so many things that show us that this is not the end. There is life after death. And so it is very, very important that we know where we are going. So let us see what the scripture says. First of all, in prayer, because God lives outside the span of time, to him a thousand years is but one day, because God lives in the spiritual realm outside time and space. And when a person prays, he reaches above the time-controlled limits of his own earthly life and realm and reaches up into the eternal, spiritual, supernatural realm of God's glorious, holy, heavenly presence. And here we find true peace and joy and the covering of God's great love for us. As it says in Ephesians 1 verse 3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, not the earthly places. This is talking about spiritual blessings in the heavenly places, not physical blessings in the earthly places where we are living. You see, without Christ, man is seeking the physical pleasures of life. He is seeking for happiness on this earth. But in Christ through prayer, we can be blessed with a much higher spiritual blessings in the heavenly places where Christ is. And Job 32, 7 and 8 says, I said, let days speak and many years teach wisdom. But it is a spirit in a man, the breath of the Almighty that makes him understand. In prayer, it is possible to rise above this small racing wheel of our own life and enter the still, quiet, timeless realm of God's heavenly presence. When we learn to do this, prayer becomes the most glorious activity in our lives. Because here we can hear God speak to us. Here he will teach us to walk in the Holy Spirit and to be led by his Spirit while we are still on this earth. 
You know, I had to go to Pakistan at a difficult time and I didn't want to go. There were many marches at the time and I got to the airport and got into line and then I got out of line. I wanted to get the next bus back to Oxford. I got back into line. I got out of line again and I said, Lord, I need to hear you speak. I, I'm not happy about going to Pakistan unless you really want me to go. Please, Lord, speak to me. And sometimes it hears that they just don't seem to hear him speak. Oh, Lord, please, please show me. And suddenly he said, I have called you and I will not forsake you. Wow. All of a sudden, no problem. Got, my, yeah, got into the plane, flew over. Every fear had flown. And we had the most glorious, glorious, glorious time. We saw thousands of people give their lives to Jesus. When we hear God, suddenly we've got the courage to do things that we would otherwise fear. God is just so, so wonderful. You see, Zechariah 4, verse 6 says, Not by might nor power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. And Romans 8, 2 to 6 explains this more. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. So we have free choice. The fruits of the Holy Spirit will show in our lives according to which we choose. You see, it's always important to check the fruits of any organization or system before you get involved in it. You see, the fruits will show you what lies behind that organization or system. What is within us will show through our lives. Is evil, if evil is within their hearts, a negative fruit of anger, hate, envy, pride will show through our physical lives. If the Holy Spirit is within us, then joy, peace, love will show through our lives. When negative fruits of evil show through our lives, it makes us sad. It makes us depressed. It can cause sickness to enter our bodies or other bondages to enter in. But when we accept Jesus into our lives as Lord and Savior, then this leads to joy. This leads to health. This leads to freedom. This leads to healing. This leads to joy. This leads to peace. And when we have been baptized in the Holy Spirit, God also gives us the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And there are three vocal gifts, tongues, interpretation of tongues, and prophecy. There are three wisdom gifts, knowledge, discernment of spirits, and wisdom. And there are three practical gifts, faith, healing, and the working of miracles. And none of these gifts are of the earthly realm. They are all spiritual gifts given by the Holy Spirit operating from the heavenly realm but affecting the physical realm in which we live often through our lives. In fact, every time through our lives, not somebody else's, our, my life, your life. Jesus had authority over the natural realm. He could walk on water, calm storms, turn water into wine. He could feed 5,000 people with two loaves and two fishes. He worked miracles over creation. 
He cast out demons. He healed the sick. He raised the dead. He had knowledge. He had discernment of spirits. And he had great wisdom. He walked in the supernatural while he walked on this earth. And once Jesus ascended into heaven, he poured out the fire of his Holy Spirit upon those in the upper room on the day of Pentecost. And from that time on, the disciples moved in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And they were given to them to reach the earth, the whole world for Jesus. And they did this with wonderful success. And then down through the ages, great men of God also moved in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And these same gifts are available for us today. People like you and me. That is when we really believe and we really receive these wonderful gifts from God. You see, God spoke the word, the world into being by his word. And his word is very, very powerful. And Jesus, through his death on the cross and the resurrection from the dead, has freed us from the bondage of the law of sin and death and wants us to live in the spirit realm and move in the gifts of the Holy Spirit while we are still on earth. And this raises us up into a new dimension, that of the heavenly realm. The Holy Spirit gives us the power to move in these gifts. And by the authority of the name of Jesus, we can drive out demons, sickness and pain and command bodies to be healed. All these have to obey because of Christ's victory on the cross, where every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. It's up to us. We can stay in the earthly realm within the law of nature or we can rise up in prayer to where Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father above all rule and authority and above every name that is named. And in his name, we can live in this higher realm of the supernatural in Jesus. This is just so, so important. And Matthew 8, 28 verse 18 to 20 says, Then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. For surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. And Mark sixteen fifteen to 18 says, And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the good news to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name they will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will speak, pick up snakes with their hands and they will drink deadly poison. It will not hurt them at all. They will place their hands on sick people and they will get well. And Luke 24, 44 to 49 says, And he said to them, This is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets and the Psalms. Then he opened their minds so that they could understand the scriptures. And he told them, This is what is written. The Christ must suffer and rise from the dead on the third day. And repentance and forgiveness of sins will be preached in their name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. I am going to send you what my father has promised. But say in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. 
serving the Lord as cost. But Jesus went all the way to the cross for us. And we need to do our best for him. We need to go all the way for him. Yes, we need to wake up to the reality and do what Christ has commanded us to do. Each one of us is called. Each one of us has our special part in this call, no matter how big or how small. God does not judge by size, but by the heart. Nor does it matter where the area of service is, it is. It can be right on our very street or area where we live, because not all of us can go to the ends of the earth. And there are still many places that have not been reached with the gospel. Rural, isolated villages that have never heard the name of Jesus. And to this mission, I have promised to give the rest of my life. We are all spiritual beings in physical bodies. Jesus shed his blood for us. Therefore, when we receive Jesus, we become united with him. Jesus gave his life for us. Therefore, when we give our life to him, we become united with him in purpose. We are reborn into eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. One second in the presence of God is life-changing. I have not seen him, but I have felt his heart cry for man. You know, God spoke the universe and earth into being, and it cost him nothing. He created every living creature on this earth and mankind, and it cost him nothing. But when man chose a knowledge of good and evil, it cost him the son, the blood of his very son, Jesus, to save us. And when I felt the father's hot cry of agony for the state of the world and the lostness of man, I realized that just one touch of God's great love for us. I felt such love and sorrow mixed for the lost that I just cried and cried and said, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. The father is feeling tremendous pain and sorrow for the loss of this earth. And you know something? There's only one thing we can do. We can tell these people the good news of Jesus. Because this great agony for the loss becomes like an energizing force within us. And preaching the gospel is our only release. Time spent with God becomes of paramount importance in our lives. And it's here that we are able to hear God and receive this strong, strong fire within us. And then as we obey God, it is directed in a most effective way to reaching people for Jesus. Never would I have thought that a bicycle could reach thousands and thousands of people. When he spoke in Uganda about reaching every village in Uganda with a bicycle, Lord, it would take me a lifetime, two lifetimes, and still I would not have reached every village in Uganda. The Lord said, I will show you how. And within a week, he had raised up 50 evangelists, 30 in Kenya and 20 in Uganda. And I was to come back to England and send them the money to buy bicycles. And from there, it is spread out worldwide. And we have already, in one year, planted 143 churches. 
And now the Lord has shown me to start this Bible school. And we already have within one year 45 Bible schools in Africa and the Far East. That is how God has directed my mission for him. How is he going to direct you? In what area? Go to God. Because when God is behind what you are doing, he does more than we can ever think or imagine. And he will give you the ability to do what he has told you to do. We need not worry about it. The ability comes as we walk in faith. Jesus loves the world so much. He needs us, as many of us, to repent and for us to cause many others to repent and receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. And if you have not yet received Jesus as Lord and Savior, just say this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross to forgive my sin. Please forgive me for where I have sinned against you in thought, in word, in deed, in things I have left undone. Please come into my life as my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Jesus.